And so uh, we're going to go to the word of the Lord. Uh, and do want to let you know a couple of things that are happening on the calendar. Uh, that we're going to be uh, back here uh, this Sunday this Sunday morning. Uh, you all know, 11 o'clock. And it's going to be a, a, a great time of uh, getting together for the word of the Lord. That's happening uh, this coming Sunday. I want to invite everybody back to the house of God. The announcements I pulled up right now were from October. So I don't remember everything offhand. <coughs> So we're just going to move forward. Amen. And we're going to take up the, the tithe and offering at the conclusion of service tonight. And uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Malachi, chapter number three. Amen. Thank you to the musicians. Amen. Doing a fantastic job. Amen. Ushering in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The book of Malachi, chapter 3. And we're going to be uh, slowing down the pace a little bit from what we normally do. And uh, I think it's important, amen, that we do slow down uh, from time to time and just talk through uh, the doctrines of the Bible, the many things that uh, a lot of times we take them for granted. We uh, we, we, we preach and teach about a lot of things, or we mention in the passing, but we don't always know the full extent of, of the uh, behind the subject matter. Uh, and so we're going to be talking tonight about a, a topic that we, we mention weekly, and it's found in the book of Malachi, chapter number 3 and verse number 8. Amen. And uh, if you want to hear some preaching... Amen. Come back on Sunday, and we're going to have some preaching, and we're going to have the move of the Holy Ghost Sunday. I, I don't know. God can, God can move in this place tonight before we're dismissed. Amen. Amen. There's no telling what God can do. Uh, I've heard of people getting the Holy Ghost when, people, when, the, when the man of God preaches on holiness, when the man of God preaches on tithe, the offering, and some of the subjects that uh, we don't get a lot of shout over, but God will confirm his word many of times. And... Uh, the book of Malachi, chapter 3, and verse number 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And the answer is right there at the last part of verse 8, in tithes and offerings. Amen. And uh, I'll stop right there. I, I just noticed this right now. A lot of times we, we, we say that we're robbing God when we just... Do not give our tithing, but included in the robbery of God is the tithe and the offerings. Amen. The tithe and the offerings. Verse number nine says, ye are cursed with the curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. This is God speaking, amen, through the mouth uh, of Malachi, the prophet, to the people of God. And he says in verse number 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith. Saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. Growing up, amen, no doubt you probably heard your mom or dad say, prove me. See if I'll not. Give you the belt if you say that word one more time. 
And how many of us thought, well, we're going to try and prove our mom and dad? Yep. To find out, yeah, they meant it. Or maybe they didn't mean it. And we know going forward, you know what? Mom and dad don't really mean what they say. But if mom and dad say, prove me, if you say that word one more time, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to give you the belt. And they follow through. You know the next time you don't have to keep proving them because they're going to smack you. They're going to give you the belt. And there's going to be some consequences to your action. Jesus, God is saying this here in the book of Malachi. Prove me now herewith. Amen. I'll go toe-to-toe with you any day. And see if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. It is interesting that the, uh, the words that are used there is, I will not open to you the windows of heaven. That same uh, phrase is used, amen, in the book of Genesis, amen, when the Bible says uh, that God uh, was going to bring about punishment upon humanity for their sin, for their wickedness. And the Bible says that the windows of heaven were opened up. And you want to you want to see what that looks like when the windows of heaven are opened up? Amen. When God opened up the windows of heaven in the book of Genesis and began Poured out rain. Amen. It covered the whole earth. It filled the whole earth. It covered the highest mountain peak. When God began to open the windows of heaven, there was not room enough for the world to receive it. And that same phrase is used here in the book of Malachi. Prove me now herewith and see if I'll not open you the windows of heaven. Amen. If you'll be faithful in your tithing and in your offering. Amen. God is saying, go. I'll go toe to toe with you. Any day of the week. And I'll open the windows of heaven. It is the will of God tonight. Amen. That God bless his people. Amen. It is the will of God that the windows of heaven be opened. And blessings be poured out upon the people of God. But in this particular passage of scripture. It is predicated upon yours and mine. Our obedience to the word of God. In tithing offering. But make no mistake about it. God is able to once again, Brother Darren, just like in the book of Genesis, open the windows of heaven. And God is able to provide. God is able to make a way. God is able to open the windows of heaven and pour it out upon you. He's able to pour it out upon you. A side note, I think that is worth they going to bring a smile to your face or maybe you'll cringe. Our president, when he was running for office, you may or may not like him. We're not going to dispute that. But he said, we're going to win so much, you're going to get tired of winning. You're going to say, stop winning. And he's going to say, no, we're going to keep winning. That I like that idea. That, And I think that, you know, uh, that, that same thought is here if you will that God's going to pour out blessings God is able to make a way God is able to provide and the Bible I think it's in the book of Corinthians uh, it talks about the giving and and unto the Lord and it says as he hath prospered in other words that, that there can be there can be increase in your giving because God is continuing to prosper you God is continuing to bless you uh the purpose of tonight's lesson or sermon, however you want to call it, is to encourage many, to instruct others, and to provide a warning to the rest about a critical topic that we mention often, but do not always spend a great deal of time 
on teaching. And that subject is tithes. There have been many who uh, traditionally view tithing as a form of taxation. That's their their concept of it. They, they view it, the tithing is like a tax. And nobody likes to be taxed. Nobody likes when the taxes are raised. I hate it. I was talking to Brother Miguel some time ago about our property taxes. I thought I was getting me a good deal on my house until they reassessed my property value for the structure of the improvements and my taxes jumped $400 a month. And I said, wow. Fortunately, God made a way and I had to, I'd just gotten another job and I was able to sustain uh, and, and to make to pay my bills. Uh, but I, nobody likes taxes. We hate taxes. If, if you're getting ready to, uh, if you were going down to the Stockton flea market, Brother Noah, and you said, I'm going to get me that that uh, used baseball mitt. And the, and the guy said, well, it's it's uh, $10 because I like you. And then you gave him $10 and he said, well, well we got to add on tax. You're like, well, that's the flea market. You'd be offended if he said, I'm going to charge you tax. We don't like paying tax. None of us really like it. It's, uh, but the tithing is uh, oftentimes viewed as a tax, and it's not to be viewed that way. There's been tradi- many who have traditionally viewed tithing as a form of taxation and approaching this topic with the same general attitude as they do paying sales taxes or property taxes. Others feel it is a non-essential matter altogether. Others Still yet others feel that they just simply can't afford to pay their tithe. And to and think that if they made a little bit more money, they would be able to give their tithing to the Lord. And still yet others feel that as long as they give something to some charitable organization from time to time, that they are okay. But tithing is an essential matter. Tithing is very essential because the Bible lets us to know that uh, when it comes to getting into heaven, amen, there's not going to be thieves and robbers that enter into heaven. Amen. Thieves and robbers do not make their way through the pearly gates. And God does not welcome in everybody that has been stealing and that has been robbing. But it's it's for a select few. It's for people that have made themselves ready. The Bible says fools do not err therein. In other words, you've got to have a made up mind. I'm going to do whatever I've got to do to make it to heaven. I'm going to make sure that I've dotted every I. I've crossed every T. And I'm making sure that my life lines up to the word of God. It is an essential matter because Malachi says, Will a man rob God? And wherein have we robbed thee? And in tithes and offerings. Amen. Tithing, as we will see from the word of God, is more than just a tradition. And it is certainly not a tax, but it is obedience unto God. And it is, in fact, worship unto Him. Amen. It is worship unto God. When I come, amen, into this plate of... Uh, a lot of times, and I'll just say this, a lot of times we, when we get our, uh, we get our paycheck, I get my paycheck from my employer in Stockton, the first thing we do is write out a tithe and offering check. And because we do the church deposit, we just put it straight in the, in the bag, and I'm not, and I want to take the opportunity during offering time to be able to interact and say hello, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm paying my tithe every single Paycheck, the first thing I do, and I'm making sure that I'm giving my offering. Uh, it, it is worship unto the Lord. I am so thankful today that I can give tithing more than what I gave five years ago. 
Amen. I'm not dreading it because uh, now I got to pay tithe on a lot more money than, than I was 10 years ago. But I'm thankful because as I get to increase my tithing, it means that God has increased me. It means that God has blessed me. It means that God has, has provided. Amen. When I started out, uh, when I started out paying tithe, Brother Darren, it was only selling cotton candy and parades. It was a fancy job. It was a glamorous job. I would go to all the parades with the brother, and, and we would sell cotton candy. And I think I maybe had a record of – I sold seven poles, which was low – I don't know, 50, 25. I forget the exact numbers. But I remember at the end of the night getting paid 100 and uh, – I think one of my top ones, I made $120 in one night. And it was all in ones because everybody gave a $1 bill for their cotton candy. And so I was loaded. Man, I had so many ones, it was ridiculous. And But they, they would go fast because they were $1 bills. But I remember I, I would I, – I, my first you know, uh, paycheck or uh, earnings I would get from selling cotton candy, I would give my time. I would find my dad who was my pastor at the time, and I would, I would take the cash in my hand. I would grab him by the hand, and we would, we would hold hands, and we would pray over him. And we would pray, God, bless this time. He would say, God, multiply, help him to be able to give more. And I didn't think, man, this guy's greedy. <laughs> Not for one moment that I think when he was praying, helping to be able to pay more time, that that means he was being greedy. I, I, I interpret that as, you know what? He wants me to be able to give more because that means God will bless me with more. And and it, it started out with, uh, it started out even before then, but um, I was, when I began to make some real money as a kid, it was that selling cotton candy. Then I, I, I was faithful in my tithe and my giving, and then God would bless me with the later on with the job at KFC, and I would work all week and get paid two hundred dollars. The minimum wage at the time was four twenty-five when I first started. Four dollars and twenty-five cents an hour, and I would he shake his head. How much is it now? Eleven dollars. Eleven fifty. Man, you guys are rich. You guys got it made. 425, and I think a little bit before that it was 375 when my brother started. I think. Uh, don't ask uh, our bishop what it was when he when he was working. <laughs> Probably a whole lot less. But I, I kept. I, I gave my I gave my time when I when all I had was 100 dollars to my name. I gave my tithe when. God blessed me, and I began to make $200 at KFC. And it was $300. And I'm not going to keep going, but you understand what I'm saying is God began to provide. God began to bless. God began to make a way. Uh, some of the questions we're going to answer tonight, and we're going to move through it quickly, is what are tithes? Where and to whom should the tithe be given? What should I tithe on? When should I tithe? Uh, to answer one of the first questions, what is tithing? In the Greek, the word is I make sure I got this right, dekatos, and it means a tenth. Uh, and we see uh, in the Greek, which the New Testament is written in Greek, in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 and 2, it says, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. And so Abraham gave a tenth part of that tithing of all. First, being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, Pay special attention to that king of Salem, which is king of peace. That same word tithing in the Hebrew is masra, and it means also a tenth. 
And that word is found in Genesis chapter 14, 18 through 20. It says in Melchizedek, king of Salem, we just mentioned that in Hebrews 7 and 2. The king of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And the Bible says about Abraham, and he gave tithes of all. So in Genesis 14, 18 through 20, it says Abraham gave to Melchizedek tithes of all. And in Hebrews 7 and 2, it says Abraham gave a tenth of all. And so you can begin to understand and see the connection that the tithing is a tenth or in the percentage it is 10%. It is a 10%. It is a set amount. The tithing is a set amount. And that is what tithing is. In the layman's terms, if I could break it down for a moment, mathematically it is a tenth. Scripturally, it is a law. Amen. Because we see in Deuteronomy 12 and 6. And thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and heave offerings of your hand and your vows and your freewill offerings and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks. Scripturally, it is a law. Morally, it is a debt. Amen. Because Matthew 23 and 23 says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and an ice and come in and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ye, these ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Jesus himself speaks to the scribes and Pharisees that are giving their tithe, that are giving the 10% of their increase. And he rebukes them, not because they were giving their tithe, but because in giving their tithe, they had forgotten about also the weightier things of the law, about, about mercy and about judgment and about faith. And he, he concludes by saying, these ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Keep in mind judgment, mercy, and faith. But don't leave the other undone. Don't leave the, the matter of tithing undone. Don't neglect it. God is speaking to the scribes. Amen. Keep paying your tithe. Don't forget to pay your tithe and give your tithe. But also make sure that you there, there's some judgment that, that, that's being uh, pronounced upon your life in the house of God. There's some mercy that's being, that's being released. And there's some faith that's being exercised in your life. Economically. Economically, it is an investment because Matthew chapter 6 and 20 says, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Amen. I want to tell you tonight that for every saint of God, every child of God, every sinner, doesn't matter if you're living for God or not living for God. Amen. That, that, tread, that, that giving of the tithe and the offering to the Lord is a treasure that's laid up in heaven. And when I get to heaven, brother, amen, when I get to heaven, sister, amen, you're going to see the treasures that has been laid up. You're going to see, amen, the, the, the continual giving, amen, of a brother Darren and sister Teresa Dooley of tithing. And when you get to heaven, you're going to say, man, you've been laid up treasure for a long time, brother and sister. Yeah, my treasure is somewhere beyond the starry sky. My treasures laid up in heaven. Amen. I'm laid up treasures. Amen. Where moth or rust does not corrupt. And thieves do not break through and steal. Amen. But if you, amen, want to just, amen, just invest in the temporal and then this and this earthly this 
type of environment, amen, there's nothing that's going to be laid up when you get into eternity. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Scripturally, spiritually, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. We're talking about Abraham. And Galatians 3 and 9 says, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. We're connected to the seed of Abraham. And if we're connected to the seed of Abraham, there, there, there's, that, there's that blessing that happens. Amen. We're, we're, we're putting into practice different things. Amen. That, is, that has been practiced in the life of Abraham. The history of tithe, and we're moving through this rapidly tonight. The history of tithe. Amen. Tithing was introduced before the law of Moses. Abraham gave his tithes to Melchizedek, the high priest, in Genesis 14 and 20, which we read a moment ago. Amen. Abraham gave his tithes to Melchizedek, the high priest. Jacob, before the law of Moses was given, Jacob promised tithes to God. How many remember that story when Jacob uh, was running from his brother Esau and he was he was on the run and, and God God uh, showed up in his life and God began to speak to him and Jacob made a promise to God that God, if, if you're going to help me, God, if you're going to be with me. Uh, and he said in, in Genesis 28 and 22, and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. I think that's talking about Bethel, if I remember correctly. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Amen. Jacob makes a promise, amen, long before the law of Moses is introduced. And he says, God, if you're gonna, if you'll take care of me, if you'll, if you'll look out for me, God, I'm gonna make you a, co- a commitment, a covenant, something that my grandpa Abraham made to you, God. I'm gonna give a tenth of all of my increase. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to God. It's yours, God. You, we can continue to move through the scriptures, and while under the law of Moses. Leviticus 27, 30 through 34 shows that the tithe impacted the seed of the lamb, the fruit of the tree, the cattle, the oxen and the sheep. Amen. All of those different things that were uh, that were uh, that were used as as a means of of monetary value. Amen. Were given to the Lord. Amen. They were given the tenth was given unto the Lord. And there, there was no exception. Amen. If God bless you, amen, with a great crop, you gave 10%. You gave a tenth of that to the priesthood. You gave a tenth of that to the, to the servants of the Lord. The purpose of the tithing was to sustain the priesthood or the ministry. Numbers chapter 18, 20 through 21. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, thou shalt have no inheritance in their land. Amen. The, the, the priesthood, the, uh, the priesthood in, in the Old Testament was not able to have inheritance in the land. They were not able to have that, uh, that temporal, that, that earthly possession, if you will, of the, of the land. Amen. God said, you're not to partake of the, of the land. There's no inheritance for you in the land. Neither shall you have any part among them. I am thy part and thy inheritance among the children of Israel. And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tent in Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. God had instructed the people in the book of Numbers that the tent would be, amen, for the, the priesthood, for the ministry, uh, so that the priesthood, so that the ministry could, could, 
It could be their full-time job to serve the people and to provide for them spiritually. Amen. To provide for them spiritually. To feed them the word of God. And to lead them and to guide them in eternal matters. And in, in return, the people would give a tenth or ten percent to sustain the ministry. The purpose, it was to the Levites that were responsible for caring for them. Not anyone or anything else. And I believe, and I think there's scripture here, and we're going to go through a few more, that the tithing, amen, is to be given in the local assembly where we attend. And to the pastor that is serving you service after service, food from the word of God. We talked about the history of tithe under the, before the law of Moses with Abraham and Jacob, also under the law of Moses in Leviticus and in Numbers. But it continues. The practice of giving of tithe continues in the current dispensation that we're in tonight, the dispensation of grace. The practice of tithe and the teaching, the doctrine of tithing continues in the current time frame that we live in today. We read it a moment ago in Matthew 23 and 23. The scribes and Pharisees, they believed in tithe. And God did not rebuke them for this. Their problem was that they omitted the weightier things of judgment, mercy, and faith. The Apostle Paul expounds to the church at Corinth regarding the financial support of the ministry. And that God's only method, God's only method, say that with me, God's only method, God's only method, his only method for supporting the ministry is through tithe. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 11, it says this, If we have sown unto you spiritual things, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, it, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. It is the plan of God. It is the plan of God that those which preach the gospel should be able to live of the gospel. Amen. And I want to just let you know tonight, amen, that the tithing and the offering that you give faithfully week after week unto the Lord, it goes to keeping the lights on. It goes to, to, to paying the evangelists to come and to, to preach to us. It goes to, uh, to making the house of God more beautiful. And it goes to, uh, to advancing the kingdom of God right here. Amen. And, and, and there's going to come a day, Lord willing, as we continue to grow. But this is going to become overwhelming for myself. And I'm going to have to quit my job. I believe that in faith tonight. I'm going to have to quit my job eventually to be full time. And God's going to make a way because of your faithfulness. And that's not a self-serving statement, but that's the way that God intended it to be. That's the way that God intended it to be. The tithing should be given to the local assembly where you attend. And we'll move through. The tithing is a, is a type of first fruits. 
For Exodus chapter 23 and verse 19 says, The first of the first fruits of thy land thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see the kid in his mother's milk. Amen. There's that first fruits statement. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 1. And it shall be when thou art come in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possessest it and dwellest therein that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee and thou shalt and shalt put it in a basket and shalt go into the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there that is the house of God that's the place where we come to worship amen that God is instructing us to give the first of our fruits unto the Lord the first fruits you say well I'm not a farmer I don't work agriculture I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do a garden, but it's a fail. I may have a couple of lemons, and they are not looking too good. But where it relates to us in, and where we're living tonight, the first fruits is when we get our, pi- our paycheck, we get our check from our employer. The first fruits is the gross, not the net. It's the top line. That's the first fruits. Before Uncle Sam gets in there and takes what he wants, we don't give God leftovers. We give God the first fruits. We get our paycheck and it says $100 on the top and then all these different deductions. That title is $10. It's from the top. That's the first fruits. That's, that's what the Bible teaches us. It's, for, it's the first fruits and the tithe is from the gross. And the tithes we mentioned is to the house of God that you attend to the pastor that you sit under. You would not work for a man. You wouldn't work for a man and him pay somebody else. If you went to work all week long and the pay, payday came and somebody else got your paycheck, you, you'd quit. You'd revolt. To send your tithes elsewhere is not biblical. The consequences of giving, and here's the last couple of points I want to make tonight before we're dismissed. The consequences of giving or not giving tithe. The lack of giving tithes we read in the book of Malachi is in essence robbing God. It's stealing from Him. When you and I, you or I fail to give our tithing, You are stealing from God. That's in the word of God. And to make it right before God, you've got to stop your stealing. Tithing is so important. And I would tell you it is a salvation issue. Because the person that is not being faithful in their tithing and their offerings ain't going to get to heaven. Because God's going to look at that person or that family and say, "You're, you're a thief. You've been stealing from me for 20, 30 years, whatever, whatever length of time. You, it's, you, God's given you that revelation and you still refuse to pay and to give that tithing. God's going to say, you're not, gonna, you're not coming in, you little robber, you little thief. You're not coming in. And the lack of giving of tithes, as Malachi says in chapter 3 and verse 8 through 10, is to be cursed. Amen. Robbers and thieves do not go to heaven. A lack of giving of tithes is to close the windows of heaven. 
is to make sure that the windows of heaven stay closed over your life. If you're wondering why God is not uh, making a way, God's not providing, God's not coming through time and time again. Amen. Why don't you start giving a tithe unto the Lord and watch God open the windows of heaven and watch God begin to pour out blessings. Watch God begin to provide for you and make a way for you. Amen. God begin to prosper you. And a lack of giving of tithe is to be susceptible, as verse 11 says in Malachi 3, is to be susceptible to the devourer. There is a devourer. The Bible says that Satan is as a roaring lion. Amen. Walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. The devourer is out there. and He's, he, he's roaming around. He's seeing who's not in covenant relationship with God. Who's not giving their tithe. Who's not giving their offering. I'm going to work on them. And I'm going to devour them. And I'm going to make sure that the, the person they're carrying is filled with holes. And the money leaks out everywhere. And they can't get ahead. That's what the devourer does. It's, it's constantly, man, I can't seem to get ahead in life. We'll take time next year to talk about financial management. It's a whole other topic. And good financial practices. We're not going to talk about it tonight, but a lot of, some people pay their tithe, give their tithe, and get in a whole lot of trouble elsewhere. And then they'll say, well, God, I'm giving my tithe. Yeah, but you just went out and ran up the credit card twenty thousand dollars. There, there's 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 some things that you know need to be talked about. But when you're not giving your tithe and you're not being faithful, there's that devour that will work in your life. You say, well, man, this is a brand new set of tires. I'm just going to give you some real life examples of what happens. This is a brand new set of tires. Why did they blow out already? I didn't think I needed that insurance. Now I got to. You know, give America's Tire three hundred dollars, and, and and all these different things begin to happen and take place in your life because that devourer has not been held at bay. To be faithful in tithes is to be under the open windows of heaven. We talked at the beginning about that same phrase is used in the Book of Genesis: the windows of heaven were open. And, and the rain, the waters begin to fall. And they begin to cover the earth. I want that kind of blessing in my life. As, I, as I'm faithful in my giving unto the Lord. I want God to open the windows of heaven. And being faithful in tithe and offering is to be blessed to the extent that there is not room enough to receive it. To be faithful in tithe is to be able to, to lay claim to God's promises. How many times have you and I got before the Lord, stood up before the Lord and said, God... I've been faithful in my tithe and offering. I've managed my finances. God, I need a miracle. God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need you to come through for me, God. I need a supernatural financial miracle. And I've watched personally as God has come through for me. Time and time again, when times got hard, I didn't stop giving my tithe. I just stayed faithful and giving my tithe to the Lord. And I said, God, I'm going to be faithful. And when I'm at the poverty line, when I'm middle class, and one day if I'm upper class, God, I'm going to be faithful and giving unto the Lord. And God, no matter if I'm impoverished or, God, if I'm wealthy, God, you're still going to get what's yours. I'm still going to be faithful in my tithe and in my offering, God, because you're faithful. To keep me and to sustain me and to bless me. Yes, amen. 
Hallelujah. I've told many of you this story, but some years ago when we were living in, my wife and I were living in Fremont. And y'all, Fremont's a Bay Area. It's very expensive out there. It takes a lot of times two good incomes to make to make a living. Uh, to be able to buy a house at least. It takes a whole lot. We were living there and newly, newly married. And uh, it was about, a, I think about a year, maybe a year and a half after we had married. And we were living in an apartment. That's all we could afford. Uh, the, the cheapest thing we could find. Uh, and we had a little, little one bedroom. It was actually a one bedroom condo. Uh, that we were renting out and uh, paying through the nose for. And uh, about a year and a half after being married, my, my wife got sick and had to stop working. And the thought never crossed my mind, I'm going to stop giving my tithe because I can't afford it. I just said, I'm, 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 I'm going to be faithful. I'm gonna, God, I'm going to keep giving my tithe unto the Lord. I'm going to keep being faithful what I know to do. And wouldn't you know that as my wife stopped working, God gave me a promotion on my job that was the exact amount of her salary. One thing after another would happen like that in my life, where even though uh, she, I had gotten a promotion, she would still get health benefits from her old job uh, for a while. And then eventually the, the time came and they said, you know what, you've been gone a long time. we got to shut off your, your health benefits. When they shut down our health benefits, I got another raise. That was almost the exact amount. And every time, it was like God was showing me, I'm going to provide for you if you're going to stay faithful. I'm going to take care of you. And you're not going to go for want. You're not going to go for lack of anything. And that's why the psalmist could say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Because when I'm following him, when I'm under his care, amen, I'm not, I'm not going for lack of anything. God is providing for me. God is going to make a way. And God has done that so many times. I think that sometimes some of us, if I as a pastor was to come to you and ask you, where's your tithe? Did you give all your tithe this month? Some of us would be so, we'd probably turn red in the face. We'd probably be offended. We'd probably say, who does he think he is? But I want to remind you in the book of Acts, and this is not a tithe scenario, but this is a giving scenario. Uh, I think it was Ananias and Sapphira came before the altar, and they gave a tithe, or they gave an offering, whatever it was. They gave an offering to the Lord. And the man of God stepped back and said, is this all? Is this everything? Yeah. Quaking in their in their shoes. Knees probably buckled at that point. And and the Holy Ghost came upon, I think it was Peter. I think it was Peter, if I'm not mistaken. He said, You don't lie to me, you lie to the Holy Ghost. And Ananias fell down dead. I'm not threatening tonight. I am not threatening. I, I don't have that kind of power. But to show you the, the significance of giving, God takes it very seriously. In fact, God stands at the, at the offering plate in, in the Gospels and watched everybody that came. He just kind of looked in and said, <clears throat> he didn't just look at what they put in the plate. He looked at what they had left. He said, oh, you gave that. What do you have in your wallet? 
And that's why he said about the woman that gave the mite. He said, she gave everything. Because I know that's all she's got. And he, he said, that woman, she gave everything. God takes note of our giving. God takes very good notes of this. And to go beyond that as we, as we close, and I want you to stand to your feet, if you will, as we close. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. What God really loves is when you come to a plate with a smile on your face and man, God's been so good to me this month. I'm giving a tithe that was way bigger than my last tithe. I'm giving an offering. I'm so happy. It's it's extra. God's blessed me. And, 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 and there's maybe other times you say, you know what, man, this is my last. This is my last dollar. And I know God's going to give me a miracle. One person shared with me, and I won't say the person's name. Uh, they shared with me uh, a few weeks ago. They came to church right here on Sunday. And God, uh, she said, uh, you know, I didn't have. I didn't have any money for gas the rest of the week. I just had about four bucks in my wallet. And, and, uh, and you know, he, she said, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to give it. I, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to make a way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God to make a way. And she gave the last four dollars in her wallet in the offering. She said it wasn't but the next day working on her job. Somebody gave her a $42 tip, which is a tank of gasoline. Later in the week, another person gave her $100 out of nowhere. And still another person a third time that same week gave her, I think she said it was $30 out of nowhere. Just people just, I, I just felt like giving this to you. God will make a way. God will provide. If it's if it's if it's your tithe tonight and God's speaking to you, and I know this message may not be for everybody, but it's good for all of us to be reminded of it. To be to to hear what the word of God teaches about it. If nothing else, you need to give it and say, God, I'm just gonna wait for that miracle to show up in my life. I'm going to wait, God, for that, that blessing, that, that divine providence in my life. That's why I can come and I can give cheerfully. God, you're going to make a way. God, I don't know how, God, but you're going to make a way. And God is still making a way even in my life today. When I, when I got this, this job I have right now, uh, I, I, I told Brother Miguel, he talked about a lot of stuff, and, and I told him, uh, you know, they gave me that big property tax bill. And I thought, what am I going to do? Uh, and... Uh, it turns out that I got uh, my, my current job right now that I have, and it's it covered that new property tax bill. God made a way. And then a uh, month after I started, they gave me a 30% bonus just because I made the cutoff day by two days. God made a way. 
God made a way. They told me again just a couple, a few days ago, uh, if you stay on till June, we're going to give you a 20, 25% bonus. God's making a way. I don't know what the future looks like, but God does. And if I'll be faithful, if I'll trust him, God will make a way for me. God will provide. And I'm just going to stand back and I'm going to, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to watch God pour out blessings. I'm going to watch the windows of heaven be opened in my life. And I don't know about your life, but if you want to know about your life, amen, if you'll be faithful in your giving unto the Lord, God will make a way. God will provide. He will make a way. He will make a way. Amen. Let's stretch our hands to heaven. And let's thank God. Let's receive this word tonight. God, we love you tonight. God, we give you all of our praise. We give you all of our worship tonight, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you tonight, God. I pray right now, Lord, that you would bless. You would provide. God, as we step out in faith to give a tithe and offering, I pray you would rebuke the devourer from the life of the people, Lord. I pray you would open the windows of heaven upon their lives. Pour out blessings that there's not room enough to receive, God. Show yourself strong in our lives, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for the blessings of Abraham upon the people of God tonight. Hallelujah. We employ the practice and the doctrine of our tithe and of our offerings, Lord. We give it to you tonight, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor tonight. We worship you, Lord. And we magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We're going to march and bring our tithe and offering. Does anybody have a need in here tonight? Amen. Anybody have a need, a special prayer request? Amen. We want to pray tonight. Amen. If there's, if there's anything, amen. We don't. Sister Dee. I need a job, a real job at the hospital. Amen. Amen. At a hospital. Amen. We're going to pray for Sister Didi tonight. Brother Paul. The interview that I had last week, uh, I believe it's God's will. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm asking for an answer swiftly. Amen. 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 We're going to agree right now. Amen. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're standing upon your word, God. We believe your word tonight, God. We believe, God, you're able to answer our prayers. We're praying tonight, God, as a body. We're praying for Sister Didi, God. God, that you would not just give her any job. But, God, we're praying for a job at the hospital, Lord. God, in her line of experience and expertise, God. We're praying, God, you open a door for Sister Didi, Lord, to get a job. God, this month at a hospital, Lord, make a way, God, in Jesus' name for Brother Paul, Lord. God, this job that's local, God, they won't have to commute to the Bay Area. God, I pray, open that job at PGE for him, Lord. In the name of Jesus, this month, God, give him an answer to that prayer request. In Jesus' name, let it be a testimony, God. Let it be a testimony to this church, Lord, that you're a prayer answering God and you're faithful, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to see a miracle tonight. Amen. We're going to see a miracle. We're going to see God do it. Amen. Sister Camarina. Oh, I'm sorry. Healing for Joseph? Let's pray for Joseph. Let's pray right now. Amen. He's at UC Davis. Amen. And he's got an issue in his body. Amen. It's very, very serious. And we need to pray for Joseph. Amen. God, we pray right now for Joseph, Lord, at UC Davis, God. You are our healer. God, you are a way maker tonight. We're praying right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we, there's no power we have internally, God, of our own flesh, of our own ability, God. But we pray right now, the Holy Ghost, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would touch Joseph right now. God, you would restore healing. You would restore wholeness to his body, Lord. God, do a miracle right now, Lord, for Joseph. Show yourself strong on his behalf, God. Work in his life, God. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you for the miracle. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you have an offering or tithe, you're welcome to come and give it. And we'll be dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll see you back here on Sunday. Love each and every one of you.